There's trouble brewing out in front of the saloon. Hey, they're gonna fight me, Jill. Look at them. They're about to draw. I fired point blank. Watch this. Welcome to Crappy Anime Showdown. I'm your host and referee, as always, Mike. Uh, I was going to say some funny jokes, but then our producer showed us a picture of the Ruby Justice League crossover, and that's the biggest joke I can find. So that's it. Jay, Ethan, how you doing? I like Batman with wings. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, I I like how you claimed to still be a referee after last week. That's the joke. Uh, I'm the fairest referee I've ever seen, mm. and I'm the only That's one that gets the only vote. Watch WWE. He's only a referee for a competition. That was just a beatdown. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> boom, <laughs> baby! The back alley a slapping is not official. You know what I'm saying? I I don't. Uh, I, well, JW no, RKO'd you out of nowhere, and you were just stunned as ever. And you guys anyway, were a little biased, but yeah, sure. Stunned so. cold, I'd say. <laughs> Before I make too many WWE memes, uh, this podcast, in case you're new, this podcast is dedicated to pitting garbage anime against each other to see which is the most deplorable while still being entertaining enough to watch. Uh, this week, it's the wrap-up episode where we watched the last episode of everything that didn't quite make the cut. Except uh, for, for one we reason didn't. or another. Well, some of us did. Except for, yeah, a good didn't. chunk of us didn't. And <laughs> some know? of us did, and most of us didn't. Yeah, weird how that one works. Yeah, some of us did, and some of us knew better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm really thinking. It's been three years of this pod, and some of us have learned. Some of us did, and some of us shouldn't have. No, listen, (laughs) I I watched most of them, but uh, Ethan, Ethan was right before the pod started in saying that like sometimes you just get a really boring rundown, and it's like, I mean, we have to talk about this for an hour or so. I I guess so. So. We're going to try our best to get you through this uh, as best we can and try to explain why we were right about these and then probably crown Jay as the winner of this season, which means, you know, my win streak will yet again come to an end. Officially come to a close. And, and on a, the eve of my Legend of Galactic Heroes triumph. And I'll, be, well, I'll be like. Which definitely won over the It's condemned. like It's kind of like the Undertaker streak. Like, it eventually ends, but I'm still up like 10 to 1. So, like, does it really matter? It's still it good. eventually ends, but only when he retires and yeah. you realize that uh, actually he no, was. No, the streak ended never before really he retired. Either. The streak ended really? before. Really? Yeah, absolutely. They oh, had. Who uh, took him down? I think it was Brock actual... Lesnar. It was Brock Lesnar, I think, which is a oh. weird. I don't know. That's when I stopped watching. That is a very weird weird person yeah i know of like all the legends you could have had do it you're like i don't know how about brock lesnar again sure whatever the the huge guy with the knife on his chest who (laughs) went to the ufc uh he barred once or twice yeah well you know it was like when kimbo slice went and did the same thing (laughs) just got his butt beat hey man i have a youtube video of me punching a random guy in the park i'm strong goes to the ufc kimbo slice was the original street fighter (laughs) he he was he certainly did have street fights yeah he he, certainly got his ass kicked by professionals i I think i think butterbean could have kicked kimbo slice's butt you know what i'm saying i think they're they're of the same branch of people yeah but butterbean Butterbean is a better person yeah well and also i think butterbean did butterbean have any actual boxing experience no Really? Oh, okay. Well, no. then, yeah, I mean, he's just a big guy who sucked and could take a lot of punches to the head due to the size of his neck. Yeah, huh. Well, well you I know, mean, that's, that's all you need. I mean, that's what Rocky muscle. was good at, you know, just take enough punches, uh, and eventually, there you are. You just you just win. Yes. Anyway. 
So uh, let's let's get this one out of the way. Let's talk about the last episode of Magical Destroyers because hey, wait a minute. Listen, he had of he Butterbean had ninety one matches and had seventy seven wins. I'm saying when he went in, he didn't have a lot of experience. Oh yeah, but I mean, like, like he did, you know, get a, he did a lot of boxing. Like, Kimbo Slice true. went in, got his butt kicked, and left. Right, Butterbean went in actually won some things even if it wasn't amazing but they, and then they were both freak shows in a sense yeah yeah like they only brought in kimbo slice so that he would lose he was winning in his backyard which still counts as experience yeah, well, but let's get magical destroyers out yeah you want to way. start with that one sure the hodgepodge yeah, of because uh... i think the only thing worth talking about with magical destroyers is to confirm and or deny uh, our theories that something insanely crazy was going to be coming towards the end of the season. Mm -hmm. And as we sort of learned when we read the synopsis before we even declared it not the winner, but um, as we kind of, or at least I drove a little bit further into, uh, no, I was not right to assume that the author was doing any sort of commentary on anime, uh, at least insofar as the plot continues to not make any sense mm -hmm. and to aesthetically go off of the rails in the same way that like a trigger anime goes off the rails virtually for no reason and in service of nothing. Yeah. I mean, they clearly uh, had so, a yeah. vision here, but I don't really understand a lot of the metaphor they were trying to build. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not well understood what was being gone for here. No, uh, because in case I, I think we talked about it last time, but in case you don't remember, Otaku Hero dies. Yeah, straight up uh, dies. Like truly, at the hand of the Bane really bad guy, all three of his anime waifus are corrupted into evil waifus. Yep. And the bad guy basically just wins, and it's revealed that he is an ex-storyboard artist who is also simultaneously the storyboard artist of the show. Yep. And that he knew everything that was going to happen and did it and while an eviler man who's even more in control and I guess is the editor or something uh, cackles in the corner while a new person picks up Otaku uh, Hero's helmet and vows to do the same thing as Otaku Hero, I genuinely don't understand what this is trying to say. Well, wait, wait. Maybe... I think that this part I, I understand. Like, it's it's like the old generation. You, you basically can't get rid of the culture. Like, you can murder everyone in it but like people will want to self-express so badly that they will continue to do it regardless of how much you like crush them. That's like, an interesting that idea. That I think is what they're after. I guess, <laughs> Not saying it's good. The problem but... is, is that the whole thing with the storyboard artist and the theoretical director slash editor or whoever kind of makes it a weird idea yes. that like it tries to separate the culture from the people who make it. Yeah. And they set out the people who make it to be the people who want the censorship most of all and who want the destruction of the culture. But like you're trying to convince me that the manga Ka who made magical destroyers isn't a part of the culture that he's simultaneously soapboxing for and claiming to be the world's greatest enemy of simultaneously. Yeah. It's very odd. I, I don't really like, so like who's individual Otaku pieces hero? exactly like individual pieces of this make it, like they yeah, have theoretically a role makes to sense. play if they're on their own, but then the, you put right. them together and you're like, uh, <laughs> and like the magical girl stuff is clearly just there for no reason. Like the, those, those girls have really nothing to do with the plot overall. 
Like, what do they represent? I, I don't. I guess they're. I don't tools know. Yeah, of well, the it's mangaka? really weird though. Mangaka no, because like he uses them, but then they remember the otaku, but then have a completely different viewpoint on what he stood for and what they stand for. They basically go, remember all of this stuff? We're just going to put it into a big old soup, and now you can't separate it. That's pretty cool. Well, I, the, I, yeah. the girls, though, like it's almost like there's literally two different sets of girls because they're, they show them as being literally losing all their agency, becoming slaves yeah. of like the editor. But then later, there's, an, there's a very brief moment where you see anarchy laughing while taking a bath as she sees her body go after no, that, and kill otaku here. that's not anarchy i don't think who is that that's supposed to that be is. origin that's the yeah that's the nah, other are you yeah, sure no, yes, the the no in the wiki it says origin is laughing while watching the screen oh, that's wow, origin okay, which is also I mean, she was the, there for a brief which moment. is also that weird stuffed animal that apparently that turned into origin and origin can take the shape of whatever and decided to take the shape of a a girl a bathing because lolly. it's anime yeah so welcome ethan yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that was like, fun, too. The thing is, is that, like, it removed their agency. They just became boring people. But then they're like, all right, we're still boring people, but I'll take on the spirit of Otaku Hero. And it's like, why, though? Like, why are you happy about it? I don't understand what anybody is doing. I just, I don't get it. But it yeah, wasn't crazy. I, That's all the, I knew. We definitely, crazy. well, I mean, it's crazy in the fact that they have, like, they they were clearly more ambitious with trying to make a message than most of the bad anime we watch. Like, they clearly have the many premises of subtext. They just cannot execute on any of them, and they have so many of them that the message is just completely mishmashed. Like, most anime we watch don't even bother with subtext. It's just this is exactly what you see is what you're getting. I'm not saying that makes it good. I'm just saying that that is something that makes it unique. It's not truly... It's not truly identical to, to everything else we watch because yeah. subtext exists in this. It's, it's just, just not good. It's just or... completely harebrained. And, yes. And almost like <laughs> it's outsider wild. art. It doesn't yeah. even seem to really have a point, and it doesn't deliver that point very well at all. It has 80% like four points. of what's in here doesn't really contribute to those points. So, yeah, I don't... Uh, like, the the whole thing feels like the author really wants to have his cake and eat it too, where he wants yes. to be able yep. to call himself the fighter, the freedom fighter of the culture, and also call out all mangakas and authors. He, he, and but he wants to be like everyone well, else for trying yeah, to censor the culture. He wants while, to be otaku hero while also being the manga guy and the people that censor it, but while also being origin. Like he's self inserting himself in every role, which, which begs the point, like, well, then what side are you actually choosing? Do you actually have subtext if you just say, I'm all of this? Like, what, a, what, what is, is the actual What is the fact point? that yeah. when the bad guy speaks fire and says extremely relevant things that criticize your entire cultural movement, do you just go, nuh-uh? But you said it to yourself. Yeah, and then... It, rem it reminds me of that, that fan service, that, uh, not fan service, that, like, fan fiction one. It was pretty legendary that where, where the lady who wrote it really inserted herself into it, but then at the end of it, she like the the her self insert perfect man goes off and fucks another fake character that wasn't her self insert, and it's like this weird kind of like self deprecative thing where even people who have invented their own world can't imagine a situation where they're happy in it. <laughs> so that, it's just like sad pathetic thing where like this guy's entire worldview involves him being some sort of like victim of the system that he's a part of. 
So he has to simultaneously criticize the system, but also uphold the culture that parasitically exists based on that system. And like, just not acknowledge And like every time somebody says something really relevant to him that actually shakes up his worldview, he just puts it in, in the back of his brain and goes, I'm going to use that for the bad guy in my, in my anime, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Great. Like the, uh, Oh, <laughs> um, it reminds me, I guess that's why they kept telling him he was smelly. Cause that's what his mom kept saying over and over again. Um, Oh yeah, so many times they're like, "You fucking stink, dude." Yeah, I was a little, that was a little weird. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I don't. I mean, again, I, I'm not lauding this anime at all. I just think it's no. of note that it had subtext at all, uh, which is not high praise. Uh, and also, it's kind of a bummer because I was hoping that we would get one cohesive subtext because then you can properly criticize it and have fun talking about it. But this is so everywhere all the time with so many conflicting subtexts that it's actually kind of hard to pull apart. Like you could talk about how the writers are. You could say that the, the, the message is the writers of the evil force in the anime manga community, writers or editors, whatever. Or you could say that governments controlling narratives or I guess censoring things is the evil force. But then you'd have to address the fact that the government and apparently anime creators together are the evil force because that's how this is written which in, in no reality do governments and anime creators view themselves as being on the same fucking side no i mean we you've joked about this in the past that like you know the former pm of uh, japan like convinced anime writers to include uh you know little kids to convince japanese men to want to have children but like I don't think that's actually real. It's like a joke. No, like I, I, there's joke. no collaboration, you know? He was very upset about the declining population of Japan because the ex-prime minister, a.k.a. Shinzo Abe, was like a career politician back from the old days when you were born a career politician because families were career politicians. He's like the worst kind of person. I mean, dude was straight Everybody up. But his dad was a fucking him. fascist too, right? Like he his, literally I mean, was like a World War II pilot. Not just a fascist, but like a fascist leader politician. Yeah, yeah, he was important. It's not um, it's not like oh my dad was a Nazi soldier. That's something you can maybe skirt around cuz you know at the end of the day there's not many people left who weren't. But like this guy was like Himmler. Yeah. Maybe not maybe not Himmler. I don't maybe think he was Himmler, but he, but he was an important, you know, individual. You, it, it's sort of like critiquing family, someone as being yeah. in the Nazi party versus a an individual that like rules a region for it, the Nazi like, party. It's like, I don't know if somehow like the granddaughter of Benito Mussolini got elected to a prime minister position that in would Italy be or something weird. like that. That would be crazy. You know, yeah, that would be a little strange, but I, yeah, I, it, there's so many different layers here to this anime that it's actually kind of hard to pull apart. Cause like, then they add the whole thing of like, it's it's literally the writer is creating this world where there are, are otaku that are oppressed that have to fight the government. So, like, that would imply that the writer enjoys the, like, pain of oppressed otaku and that maybe he thinks it's ironic that otaku think they're oppressed. So he's writing a story about how, like, that's all just, like, a lie. They're not no, oppressed the by the self, government. I, like, that, what I think, is, is a pretty clear self-victimization fetish. Like, right. he but, has to be a freedom fighter, which means he has to be oppressed. People have to be against what he wants. 
So, because, like, that's his identity, is a freedom Right, but it fighter. calls himself out as being a fraud, though, because, like, he is the yeah, right. he pushes it to the back of his mind. Like, yeah. it's, it's the two, it's cognitive dissonance. This man legitimately wants to be able to believe that he is the oppressed minority who's not in charge, but also is the man writing the fucking thing. You know, I it's, guess I'm I'm grateful that this isn't like a higher production value, or else people probably would have seen this I, and like to put it on a level honest, of like Bacano or something. It was a very high production value. It just wasn't like an action thing, and it had a retro style, I guess, a little bit. But not. It's it seems like know. it was very expensive. Okay, you know, honestly, I'm really bad at telling that kind of thing. But I guess I'm I'm glad it's not well liked by the community because they would probably I think it's look just at this ignored like because they don't understand what's going on. Like they weren't even capable of understanding the subtext that was frankly being beaten over their head because it didn't actually make any sense. They all no, you need I a level know. of media. I, I think you need a level of media criticism knowledge to even engage with this thing that the average anime viewer has thrown in the dumpster a long time ago. I mean, you know, I th- so that I think, they don't have to engage with Goblin Slayer on any meaningful level. I think the one thing that anime people do definitely understand is when they're being made fun of. And, like, I think that this is, like, a very obvious example. Or maybe not I obvious. I don't think they I understand think that, that at all. I definitely think they do. <laughs> because they get off on that shit. They both love to be made fun of if it's internal to their own community. And also hate to be made fun of if it's external. So, like, I think this one makes it a confusing line where they don't want to watch it because they're not sure if they're being made fun of or not. So, like, they just would probably turn this shit off. Like, Gigook's never going to put this shit on because it raises too many questions about his own community. He wouldn't recommend this. So, like, because, again, it's it's a confusing no, message. No, I think he 100% would because he put on Wonder Egg Priority. I don't think Wonder Egg Priority really has much relationship to this. No, but I'm saying that, like, they probably would have... They would put them in the same category as high artsy fartsy stuff that I don't understand. No, but again, I think the topic matter works, or excuse me, the topic matter works against that here because the topic matter is explicitly about making fun of anime, but we can't tell exactly whether it's making fun of it in a good or bad way. I don't think they're going to get that because I really don't believe that anime fans genuinely understand when they're being meaningfully criticized. Criticized, no. Being made fun of, yes. I don't think they're being made fun of at all by the show. I I think the show praises them unabashedly yeah trying to be fake neutral by throwing some meaningful criticism their way but it's pretty clear that the show and the writer and everyone involved doesn't genuinely believe it to be true given the fact that they don't engage with any of it at all they they engage with absolutely zero criticism they just have the bad guys win at the end basically yeah i don't know i'll have to think about it more i just there's something about this that would prevent it from ever being popular and i maybe it's not that that, it's too fucking weird Okay, I think maybe it's, it's just, just too that fucking thing. weird. Yeah. Uh, but, so, yeah. moving on well, from wait, that... Wait, 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 on. Mike, what were you trying to say? Yeah, no, come on. Uh, listen, I'm going to get this in before it becomes weird. Yeah, I mean, you're the ref. You have to, you know, uh, step in. Yeah, I know, I did. I stepped in. I'm going to hit you with a yeah, chair. Yeah, look at you stepping anyways, in. Oh, my bad. Uh, no, but back to... Just because it made me think of The Office, and few things rarely do. Uh, when Jay was talking about that self-insert lady who, like wrote a book about her having sex with a man and then him cheating on her, and even in their wildest imagination, they can't imagine someone staying with them. It's the office scene between Dwight and uh, Jim, and I pulled it up just so I could say it correctly, and it was like, oh, hey, Jim, I'm your I'm your manager now. It's I'm going to be your new boss. It's my greatest dream come true. Welcome to Hotel Hell. Check-in time is now. Check-out time is never. Jim goes, does my room have cable? No, and the sheets are made of fire. Uh, can I change rooms? Uh, no, we're all booked up. There's a hell convention in town. 
Can I have a late checkout? We'll have to talk to the manager. You're not the manager? Um, the co-manager. Well, let me get this straight. In your wildest <laughs> fantasy, you are in hell, and you are co-running a bed and breakfast with the devil. Yep, but I haven't told you my salary yet, okay? It's 80000 a year. <laughs> and it's just perfect. It's like even in yeah. people's wildest imaginations, they're still... Not. The man has no idea what he wants. Yeah. He's been so fucking crushed that he just has no idea. I'm the yeah. owner, the, the co-owner with Satan. <laughs> okay, just making sure that in the, your wildest guy, imagination, you make 80 grand running a B&B with Satan. That's the best you got. That's the best you got. That's the yeah, best no. you can come up with. That's, that's a perfect analogy for the Magical Destroyer's <laughs> author. He, he kicks in his boss's office and is like, fuck you, I'm going to make whatever I want, and you can't fucking stop me. And the guy went, okay, what do you want to make? He's like, ah, it's about an evil editor. Mm-hmm. Is that me? No. It's about an evil mangaka, too. Uh-huh. Is that you? No. No, because there's a hero. A hero. And he loves manga. Is and that you? Otaku no, hero. there are three magical girls. Is that you? No. Just listen. No. It just has to be in there because I'm contractually all, obligated to have women in this. They all want to fuck the otaku hero, a man who fights for what he loves. So, so he's so you. that's no. definitely you. No, you're no, because he loses because of the evil editor won't let him make what he wants. So that's I'm letting you, you make no, what you want because then the spirit no. of the people carries on. So are you the spirit of the people? No, are you even listening? Ah. Damn it! <laughs> Fine, he loses in the end. I, you know, he doesn't have to lose in the end. You can win. No! Why, why wouldn't he lose? That's just the way life would be anyway. This is real. Art imitates life, John. <laughs> this feels All like right, the well, Jerry see episode next where week. he's like, I'm uh, going to leave. And, you know, I, and that was always allowed. Okay. Are you planning on taking any of your vacation at any point? <laughs> no! Okay, you're just asking. Where would I go, huh? <laughs> I'm I haven't chained actually to this chained desk. you to the desk. No, I, I haven't. <laughs> I've chained you metaphorically. Oh. You can theoretically try to leave. Oh, yeah, but I like it here. I would if you weren't keeping me here. You're I don't know what I'd do if you asked, but just so you know, <laughs> you can theoretically try to leave. <laughs> I like to remind you of that every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I just... Thought that fit perfectly. Anyway, um, yeah, that is perfect. What do you guys want to talk about next? Which episode? Uh, which, uh, uh, I see, guess, unlike uh, some people, Ethan, I watch all of them. So, Sacrificial King of Beasts. They end up together. Next you watched anime. that one? <laughs> of all the ones that you watched, you watched Sacrificial that King one? of Beasts. They end up together. Are next you anime. fucking kidding? <laughs> I watched a lot of anime, actually, because I want to tell you something. I didn't watch any One Piece this week, so when I Uh, was marching my fucking dead ass on the treadmill, I I was watching Sacrificial Princess and the King of Beasts. Yeah, I like how you just, you know, rolled out this, like, amazing carpet. I'm sorry. I came here to hurt Mike. I finally got to the Alabasta arc, and I spent two episodes (laughs) Nami being sick, and I kind of bowed the fuck out. No, that's not (laughs) Alabasta. You're on Drum Island. I told you this. (laughs) Whatever. Get that. I really can't stress this enough. The, the anime, the, the Netflix tells you're gonna me meet, the Alabaster you're gonna meet arc, okay? Chopper. You're going to meet Chopper, okay? That's what I met doing. a man who ate a part of a boat. I liked him yeah, in the 40 seconds that he got King punched Waffle. into the sea. He just keeps eating things. I, I like him. <laughs> I wish he was there more instead of Nami's <laughs> red-faced ass in a bed. It's <laughs> it's funny. He gets he gets kicked off a of drum island, and then he somehow becomes king of a different town. Like they just didn't hear about this awful guy. He's like <laughs> a snake sense. oil salesman. 
Makes sense to me. So, yeah, that was what I was watching. I watched King of Beasts and Where to Find Them uh, with Johnny Depp, and I didn't like it very much. No, it was... Okay, here, I'll give it to you in four bullet points. A cat tries to kill herself. She realizes that... Uh, sorry, the main main character realizes that it's she's going to have Ethan's to fuck. notes, everybody. Let's point. see if he remembers what any of them mean. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good game. Yeah, so the cat tries to kill herself. Main character realizes that she's going to have to fuck at some point, and she blushes about it. Because that's the first <laughs> time in 12 episodes she's realized what it means to be a queen in a queen-to-king relationship. Hey, I Frankly, wanna, I I'm more disturbed that as an underage girl, she never once thought of this, and now is only realizing it to... You know, I, to her happiness. I don't. I, I don't want to stop. I'm going to stop you right just in between your points, just to for posterity. I'm fifty percent of the way through. I know posterity's like. I want to do that as a game later on, where Ethan takes bullet point notes, and, oh my God, <laughs> yes. and we and and Jay and I try to guess the plot of the anime he's talking about from all the animes that's, we've watched over the that's years. That's an amazing game yeah. show. I have I all of them still. So like, hilarious. that is. Amazing. I have never deleted one of these. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> sitting there. Like, it could, from all of our seasons. I just want you to go back and try to dumb them down enough where it's not too hard, but you're not like telling us like the main Dude, character, we, the main wait, plot wait, points. Can that but just here's the, here's the kicker? Week? Here's the kicker. Mike officiates, and it's me against Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan yeah, has to try Ethan to beat me in a trivia notes. contest on his own notes. <laughs> oh, I'm down. I'm 100% down for this. All right. All right we cool. got, we that's, got that's what I voted for. Our here coming, baby. Uh, yeah, we'll figure that oh out. Maybe we'll God. do that at like, the end of next season because, you know, well, who knows? We'll figure it out. But yeah, great. I'm glad you guys are on board. Ethan, next two points. Okay, uh, our uh, main character that is the like the beast, the king of the beast, has daddy issues, uh, and it turns out that he is the product of a beast and human uh, sexual encounter, which he feels makes him gross and dirty, which is why he doesn't want to. I thought we knew that already, but maybe not. Uh, maybe I just forgot because this I thought he mentioned the fact that he was half human, and that was why he was so oh, yeah. nice no, to them. No, he definitely. We see him. He almost gets killed as the king when he turns. Yeah, human. I just thought that was like right. a thing that happened to all kings. Fair. Th that could have like, just been a random no, no, power. It, no, we don't know that for sure. <laughs> He does turn into a human. I, I acknowledge and remember that. I just assumed it was like, you know, every full moon I turned into a fucking human. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's the product of Beast and Human, which is why he doesn't want to fuck the little girl. Otherwise, he would totally want to fuck the little girl. Otherwise, she'd be Quarter Beast? Yeah, I guess. Uh, also, by the way, there's like half a... Half man, half bear, half pig? There's some really cool, like, uh, you know, the blood is strong kind of shit happening here. Because anytime like a a stronger blood, quote unquote, happens between two beasts, like the stronger blood is the one that wins out. Sometimes, God forbid, the races mingle and there's oh like a God. weird spawn of, of two mixed races. But most of the time, Sorry. one just wins. You know, the stronger blood just wins. Honestly, uh, it was giving me MGS2 vibes or maybe MGS1 where uh, Liquid Snake says like literally... You got you got all the dominant Get genes, the and I got all the recessive ones. It's time ones. to become solid. That's right. No, that that's the plot point that I guess Kojima didn't quite understand genetics very well from the Wikipedia articles he read. So he's like, "There's a line where where uh, Liquid goes, you got all the dominant genes, and I got all the recessive ones. That's why you're always better.' And I was like, "Dominant doesn't mean better." Look, I I can't that's fight. How that works. <laughs> He got the upside. I got the downside, you know? Literally, literally, that's oh, the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got the upside. I got the downside of the Schwartz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, they had a name picked out. Like, oh, here's Michael. Then all of a sudden, I popped out. They're like, oh, I don't know. Frick it. Michael. 
you know? <laughs> they they went over to the machine that tested your blood right after you came out and it said recessive. So they just threw you in the fucking dumpster. Yep. All right. And that's uh that's sacrificial princess. Okay, Jay, what what's the next one you did? We could just do that. Oshinoko. Uh the plot yeah, does not, not resolve in any meaningful way, and we never get any answers to any of the questions that we have been asking the entire time since watching the first two episodes. As a reminder of the first, well, just the first episode. I think we just watched number one, right? Yeah, well, because mm-hmm. it was the OVA of was, three, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was an okay. hour and a half, yeah. Yeah, I just want to confirm. Um, so, okay, with Oshinoko, remember where we ended. It is the pedophilic doctor that is reborn into the body of a child, and then right. we skip ahead after his mom Who has made slash- the decision to go to school to try to hunt down the boyfriend Correct. Of his dead mother and his reveal dad. him as the murderer. Yes, Correct. his that biological was the, father. That was like the setup for this shit. We have like a, 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 a hunt kill monster kind of setup. I mean, way worse than monster, obviously. Monster's good. But like, like you know, that that's what we were left with. And the, the other thing I know is that this anime is theoretically supposed to be a heavy criticism of the idol industry, which like we sure could use because the idol industry has a lot of problems. Which it abandons instantly. It abandons the first high school drama. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, I guess it abandons both of their plots. We don't, in the last episode, we still, which we watched episode 11 for whatever that's worth. um, We still don't see him pursuing his father and like trying to expose and then kill him as being the murderer of his mother. Nobody talks about his father. Not a a once. Not a once does it happen. The only interaction we saw of the main character, of the male main doctor character, is him dancing at an idol concert where I'm pretty sure that's his sister, right? She's got the star eye. Yes, um, yes, it's so a sister. She becomes an idol. She becomes an idol, and she's working with two other chickies. I don't know or care who they are. And they are doing relatively well as an idol. There is some, or idol group. There are some other characters that are side characters that I don't know who they are that, like, have a weird arc during this where they learn that they can actually get into, like, watching this idol group specifically. It's very odd. I don't know why they're here. I don't know why, if you went to an idol concert... The idea of like learning to like this one group is an arc. I don't know what that could possibly be meaningful. I'll tell for. you what. All I know is when they started talking about this shit, I upped the speed on the treadmill, and so I thought it would kill me. Yeah, it was. I, I didn't want any part of this. This whole episode just like it, it. It sucked, not in like a fun way. Like Oshinoko was fun to talk about on some level, but like this episode was extremely boring. Mm-hmm. It was mostly just them dancing on stage. There was like a two minute section talking about what color of glow sticks one of the girls wanted to choose to be associated with her. Mm-hmm. So we get like weird marketing branding shit. Uh, it's just nothing. I mean, it's Some all shit where another dumbass doesn't understand the difference between culture and capitalism and consuming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's so, also so, like a, another subplot. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. No, no, I was just gonna, I was just gonna ask you, th- but uh, go with your subplot, and then I want to ask you a question. Yeah, the there's like a, a small subplot where there's these two chicks that have a competition and they don't like each other because they share a profession and a birth year, and that's it. Like I, yeah. I, I don't like what. And again, maybe that's like a weird Japanese cultural thing that I just can't appreciate. That like maybe there are sort of like competitions between your peers because they're your, they're your age and in a profession like i can appreciate that that's like a thing sort of but but that's it like nothing else is explained that's just where it stops yep all right it it ends it ends on a filler episode yeah very filler 
Yeah, my my question to you, Ethan, is so after seeing all this, like you kind of hyped up the show from all of your friends, like telling you like they would never know where this is going to go. What is your take on this show, Hoshinoko or Hoshinoku, whatever it is, after hearing all of that from people that you respected just because they watched a lot of anime to now kind of seeing the culmination of what this show was? Yeah, And can I tell the person who I know recommended this piece of shit to you that they're dumb once again? No, you may not. Uh, you don't know where they live, and we'll keep it that way. Damn. But uh, <laughs> um, I don't think there were too many surprises in the first episode, which is pretty much how it was advertised to me. The rest of it came out much later. So, like, the only reason why I recommended it for the pod is based on the the one OVA where there were a lot of twists and turns, quote-unquote. Yeah. And that was, like, the entire reason why I mentioned it. Um, well, it was a Darwin's Game debate. Just you mean like, like the, the anime Darwin's game you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Remember right. remember the anime Darwin's game where it had like that super expensive first episode that was actually like really well shot? Yeah, Even yeah. though it was kind of dumb. And then after that, the budget plummeted into the fucking earth and they yes. never made another like plot step ever again? Yes. Yeah, that's what Oshinoko is. It's a fucking debate. Yeah, I, I do think that the it's first time we... It's a front end cum dump. The first time when we reviewed it, I, I remember I Jay said that. said that there was... I don't know either. We were just we were just moving on that one. But um, there was... I remember Jay saying there weren't any surprises. I think I remember being relatively surprised once or twice with what the anime did while watching it. I, um, I understand. Like, if you want to describe it as a bunch of twists and turns, that's fine. I get that. Like, I, I'm well past the world uh, of childhood where I'm genuinely surprised by a piece of media. That's fine. I don't need to shit my pants... Because uh, a plot thing that happened that I never saw coming happened. I- I'm I'm past that. Yeah, yeah. I do still appreciate it when a plot is complicated and can still be followed. I still get like a lot out of seeing a good mystery and seeing it, you know, revealed. Yeah, it's still fun to like go like, oh, who's the killer? Oh, it's them. Oh, that clue I saw an hour ago. That was it. Wow, that's really nice. Um, this had none of that because all it had was an hour and a half of setup for a mystery that it never intended on actually meaningfully engaging with. Yeah, and that's... Okay, this is the second half of what I was getting towards, is that, like... It has the twists and not the turns. We... I was then told that this is supposed to be a criticism of idol culture, idol industry, which I think we could really, really use. Like, I think that'd be a good thing. Again, something that I can 100% see being true in the first three episodes maybe a maybe that's the one that continues a little bit more maybe because the sister becomes an idol and maybe there's a little bit more there but then the real question becomes why is the main character this perv-ass doctor yes this swears revenge on his biological father this this goes back to my main criticism and like why i tire of anime in general is that you could have maybe a premise in here that is worth my time to watch but it's surrounded by absolute garbage. So, like, I, I, I've been told that Perfect Blue, the movie, is also a criticism of idol cult. Or I keep saying and, that. Idol, and the it's idol actually industry. good. Honestly, it's a I've criticism. Heard it's good. It, so it's I, about fame in general. It, it's that's really fine. not. It's really not idol specific either. I mean, I would like to watch Perfect Blue. That's something I haven't seen yet, and I would like to watch it because, no, like, you should watch that. I've heard it's. I don't remember the director, but I know it's someone that like I reasonably trust. It's the same guy who did. It's the same guy who did uh, Paranoia. Paprika. Oh, yeah, okay, then Paprika, yeah. Yeah, all Um, three of them, same guy. Okay, so yeah, I would love to watch Perfect Blue. And, like, you know, it'd be great if that comes close to, like, you know, fame, idol, you know, like we were talking about. But, like, 
I I guess I struggle so much with anime like this, Mike, because it has all the it has maybe somewhere a kernel of value on the topic it's talking about, but it surrounds itself with industry garbage that I, I just don't have patience for anymore. Like I did when we first started the show, like I had some like criticisms of anime for sure. And I recognize that I've become very jaded towards anime while like during these three years we've been recording, but like it's mostly because I know there's real anime out there that can do this well. There are real yeah. shows, real movies that are tight, that are competent. Even ones that, like, you know, don't do it the best ever, you know, I've ever seen are still acceptable to me because, like, I've watched plenty of other media that are just acceptable that, like, you know, have a point. Like, there's Marvel movies are not good, right? But they have, like, subtext to them. They exist as a story. And, like, you can... There's clearly examples of media that can just tell a story competently and somehow anime can't even make it there. So like it's because it, it, they don't believe in writing. I like I I just I wish I could be less insulting, but like they just genuinely don't believe in it. It's all just trope beats. Like you just have to hit these drums every single time and it doesn't really matter where you get them in as long as the drum gets beat. And like, I get why too because when they don't nobody watches it. Yeah, I mean I mean like something, something Yuri is dead. And I still get motherfuckers walking up to me saying that they love Berserk because they think Guts is so cool. Like, motherfuckers don't get Berserk. It's been running for goddamn 30 years. How many times do you have to hear this same fucking tune? How many times do you have to be taught this lesson, young man? It's so I actually about never trauma. Seen... Okay, cool. That's what I was hoping you would say. And growing through it. And, and it's very abundantly clear that when it was first being written, that was not what it was about abundantly clear wait you're saying it wasn't about trauma it wasn't wasn't him it wasn't at all it It was about edgy shit yeah no the the initial chapters of berserk and like the anime covers the the golden age arc which honestly is a much tighter story it's why people tend to stick to it but like the initial chapters of of berserk are just about guts being a cool badass man who fucks bitches and kills monsters and he's so edgy cool murder man and it's so dumb but it eventually turns into something better when the guy writing it realized that he could, in fact, and this is true, have mm. a character for once in the world of anime and manga. It is legally permissed to have an original idea once. And then it became one of the most successful anime or mangas of all time. And killed then the he died. Yeah. And then he fucking died. Because he didn't take care of himself, and nobody made him. He died for an anime that, uh, for a manga that will now be finished by his assistants poorly. And I swear to unholy Christ, if they give it some badass macho ending, it'll be like pissing on his grave. Yeah, so genuinely, but that's what I—that's what I can fucking expect now. And and like, I I see this shit every time when I see an exception. All it ever does for me is prove the rule. These people have a fucking deathly allergy to good writing. It's like somebody's there to make your writing shit on purpose. Well, even and that's when what we it's not about. shit. Even in the rare occasion when it's not shit, they make it shit. Yeah, so, I mean, like, and that's something great. we mentioned whenever we covered Oshinoko, is that, like, based on the interview that we saw with the, the I don't remember the name of the guy, whatever, based on the interview that mangaka and also the one for um, Spy, Spy X Family, 
Yeah. Like, there's clearly downward push from the editors to make this shit worse than it needs to be. And I'm not excusing all the shit we watch. Clearly, there are many of these that are just written by people that want these things. But, like, there's there's some kind of industry thing going on within the anime manga-like world that makes this stuff worse than it needs to be. And I'm sure it's because of capitalism, because they just want money. I get it. But, like... I this this level of like shite this goes beyond the, the level of capitalism. This go this goes into deep seated like cultural problems. You mean the Oshinoko or do you mean just like in general? Just just like so like cap, you blame you blame movies on capitalism being bad. We're we're in a writer's strike right now. We're going to be seeing some of the worst Yes, that it's, Hollywood dude, has to offer. Especially because of how AI and is it's like going doing now. to feel you know that's gonna happen. like anime. We're yeah, going yeah. to watch more season twos of Heroes, and it's going to feel like anime. I need to make it abundantly clear that you have to alienate the entire Writers Guild of America to get writing on the shithole level of anime. You know, that's a pretty That fair really point. says something. Yeah. I, I, I don't... I, I'm done, like, trying to dance around... Oh, fuck it. I've never danced around it. I fucking hate this shit. These people can't write their way out of a paper fucking bag. I could legitimately write a better story. I swear to fucking Christ. It is so bad. I I think so bad. I think a big chunk of it, though, has to be put at the editors and publishers feet. So I guess I I don't know. I don't care. I mean, I guess I don't know. The only reason why I'm saying that is like getting these magical destroyer animes where even the guy making the anime is blaming his own editor for being objectively evil. He's blaming himself for being objectively evil. He's such a bad fucking writer. He can't even blame his own boss. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I just. I don't know enough about the industry to know exactly where the blame needs to be placed, but it is worth just pointing out how bad culturally this content is. And again, it's not that there isn't culturally bad, you know, content in other, you know, other nations in the world and other cultures in the world, but to have this consistently low me, uh, from one, uh, this consistently low of content from one media source is, is really impressive. I mean, the stuff that we watch and read is the stuff that you could consume on DeviantArt. Um, or, you know, what's that fan one? I don't remember 50 anymore. Fifty Shades of Grey again. No, well, yeah, that too, I guess. But, like, I, I guess all I'm saying is that this stuff sounds like uh, it's written by someone that's writing fan art. You know, by someone yeah. that's, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, you know, I mean, it's, it objectively it's the same... is a lot of the time. Well, yeah, right. you're right. And I mean, it's it's the same thing as how uh, you said this years ago is that writers and, uh, you know, illustrators shouldn't be the same people nine times out of ten. And like often that's what we have. And that's like why webtoons often, you know, end up sucking ass is because you get someone that can draw that tries to, you know, to write. And it's pretty clearly something similar going on with anime and manga. Um, so, yeah, Mike, to, to, to readdress your point and to keep it short. Uh, yeah, the twists and turns existed. But, like, I don't find this to be a criticism of idol culture, at least in the four-ish episodes I guess we watched. Uh, if you're looking for that criticism, probably go to Perfect Blue. If you're looking for a murder mystery thing, go watch Monster. If you want twists and turns, I guess watch fucking Bacchano. It's not good, but at least it's, like, more makey yeah, sense than this. At least you're like, whoa, like a fun that's way. quirky and weird and crazy. Like, I'll never say Bacchano didn't have twists and turns. And yeah, it definitely like, did. Like, fucking do it. <laughs> I get uh, why people like Bacchano. I don't yeah. like it, but 
whatever. I, I'm not going to call the people who made Bacchano hacks. They clearly had an understanding in the ability of making like pulp fiction. Like it's it's the same like well like you can't be mad at at uh, Taylor Swift for making pop, you know pop music. She's very talented at making earworm music. Yeah, it's, that is a talent. Yeah. That it takes a lot of skill. That's not something anyone can just do. As much as they want to be, they want to call it derivative or simple or whatever. It's not fucking. It's not easy to make. This shit is easy to make. I I I can't. It's easy. It's fucking easy. This yeah, plot I, is bad. It's I think really, that's really one thing we bad. can say for sure about this show is I don't think I saw anything that was unique or original. Like, no, you can no. say that like the literal plot beats all strung together is the first time that that explicit plot has occurred. But if I am, if you are asking me to make that into a compliment, then you're asking me to compliment every single story that has ever been told or written because there has yeah. never been one that has been literally identical to another story. Unless yeah, it was literally chosen to be identical, it's, it's so I, right, well, yeah, I, I'm done well, with let's, it. Let's let's cut. Mike, the, wait, wait, Mike, you got anything? Sucks. It's beyond redemption. Short. Wait, you want to talk about any of the other ones? No, no. As in, like, we'll just move on to the next one. And so well, they can what's the last the one that you watched? Breakdown. Um, uh, the last episode of Igex. Nobody is surprised what happens there. I I genuinely think that if you've watched a single isekai anime where the, the ugly fat guy gets all the power and then does everything right because the story says so you've seen them all so you know what happens at the end he beats the big bad guy and he gets recognized for it and he has his harem yep and he fucks off into the sunset and he has a master that's a bunny and a pig that can sing which oh, is I, whatever, something man. Uh, his real found also found him in the fantasy world, and apparently she knew that he had a fantasy world closet literally the entire time, according to him. Sure. Or according to her, Amazing. which is a weird thing it's, to it's, it's, claim. It's a, it's a plot twist that doesn't twist Do anything, nor yes. plot. It's yeah, she was like, I knew detail. that you were literally magical from the first time you saved my life. And you're like, uh, you, wait, what? You, you knew that? Like, <laughs> you, you, you knew did, that I had a Narnia closet this whole time? What? Excuse me? I don't understand. How that like? What does that mean? What does it Nothing. change about our relationship? Nothing. It means that now something. he can finally be who he actually is, which well, apparently he actually is... turned into when he leveled up and yes, got exactly. skinny and tall. Yeah. Now, now he's uh, now he's a fail son that's uh, that's still hot, you know. So you know she can be with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's I guess. Uh, there was a fun little uh, YouTube video that came out a couple days ago by uh, Signified, FD Signifier, and uh, he interviewed Mother's Basement again because apparently, him and Super Eye Patch Wolf are officially on the left bread tube interview circuit. What? Yeah. And wait, wait, um, hang on, hold on. Who you're saying Mother's Basement is on the the left bread tube circuit? Yeah, he he did interviews for this video. Um, and Ugh, in it, he good. particularly roasted Igax uh, and pointed out that there's a horrifying trend in anime where power is objectively good and that that's like the, the horrible worldview that's a lot of times at the center of these really, really cursed like wish fulfillment anime sure. where the not only is the main character completely undeserving, but in this particular case, they're like fat and ugly and it's clear that like they that character and the person who wrote it 
blames all of their problems on just being fat and ugly. So like they've created this completely vapid society where you're only important if you're pretty and then went on to not even solve the problem, but contribute to it by saying, well, here's your wish fulfillment. You're hot now. And that means you deserve everything you've ever wanted. Not because you're a good person, not because you work hard and you were underappreciated, not because of any of the other reasons that you'll sometimes see in Shonen, or not, not because you do things for your friends, none of that. It's just because you went into a Narnia closet and you became hot, and that's it. And this was so Mother's like, Basement making these yeah. critiques? Yeah, I, I think I've said this before. I, I realized a little bit ago that like Mother's Basement and maybe Giga to an extent they don't actually have the opinions that they put out on their channel, like at all. The Mother's Basement hates anime. I mean, like I, I, I maybe he doesn't, and he just has some co serious cognitive dissonance problems. But the way that he described this situation, specifically in a video all about how like anime particularly is extraordinarily toxic to young men, it, given the worldview that it shows them. And he was like a primary interview for this video. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he disagrees with anything we say here. What I the think fuck? He, I think he agrees <laughs> with everything we say here, and he puts out the opposite on his YouTube channel for money. Okay, and I mean, if you, who is at this which YouTuber? point I'm officially switching him. FD Signifier, very good. You should watch it. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm officially moving Mother's Basement and potentially Gigguk from the just absolute pieces of shit dumpster human being category to the. Got to respect the hustle category uh, because being able to just make anime content like that, put all that work and all that effort into making hype reels and glow ups for uh, a medium that will never give you a dollar back. And frankly, you genuinely seem to believe is a poisonous element in the young male community. Well, I guess I got to respect your ability to compartmentalize because I can't fucking do it. I mean, I think that makes me hate him more. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it is what it is. Again, Super Eye Patch Wolf said the same thing. Wait, he about seems what? Like a, like, that, that anime has this serious problem with masculinity. On Sometimes you get very, very good stories about how men can be more than just violent monsters or sexist pigs. And then you, but predominantly, you get the opposite. Things like Igax, where, no, the only way to be a man is to be 6'2 and skinny. The only way to be a man is to be able to kill everything in sight. The only way to be a man is to fuck four women at the same time who will do anything you say because they're in love with you and your hormones and your height. That's yeah, that's the world that Igax exists in. It's almost, that's the world that this man created for his wish fulfillment. And that's the world that I think an unfortunately significant large amount of people in the world today genuinely believe is the real world. It's it's kind of funny when you think about it. It's almost like a Venn diagram between like, you know, incels and people like that and then like people that are like alpha, like slash sigma males. Like oh, yeah. they, they pretend to be on opposite end of the ends of the spectrum, but there is a point right in the middle of their Venn diagram that basically just says, gotta be the strongest, hottest man I can be because that's the only I, way to succeed. I wouldn't even say that they're separate. Well, I'd say that the alpha community and the incel community genuinely believe the same things about the world. The only difference is that the alphas believe that 
they have gotten to the top of this world that they've invented. And incels believe that they're at the bottom of this world that they've invented. Okay. But the irony is that the alphas are never at the top of the world that they've invented. And they're just coping with the fact that they have a loveless and unhappy life and can't have a you know happy relationship with women. And incels are doing the same thing, trying to cope with the fact that they are, have a miserable existence and they can't have a happy relationship with women. So in a lot of ways, like the fact that whether or not they have sex isn't even really the important bit here. Oh, also, yeah, alphas, no, chances are lie about how much sex they have Yeah, no, I definitely anyway. agree with that. Like sex isn't, isn't the real, what they're actually striving towards. Like, I, yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, being an incel is about the world you believe to be real. Yeah. And in that case, they believe in the same world. They believe that being a man is about being a shit human being. And they believe that being a man is about being a shit human being in a world of shit human beings of which women are the worst. It's, it's inherently misogynistic. And I, I'm sure we've said it a million fucking times now, but anime has misogyny built into its fucking DNA. Oh my God, it's so bad. I mean, again, yeah, obviously we've said it before, but I just, it's, um, it's just exhausting. <laughs> I, uh, I, going back and the last little bit about this video, there was a pretty fun bit where he went away uh, around an anime con and asked a bunch of men what made anime so attractive to young men in particular. Oh, and God, I'm not happy about this already. some of the answers that he got were like that classic tongue-in-cheek anime, The Plot. <laughs> and it's like, my man, you, you're not supposed to say the quiet part out loud. I, honestly, he wasn't even saying the quiet part out loud. He was saying the quiet part just a little too loud. But like, yeah, basically the answers that he got were either there are some really interesting role models where in certain animes you can see different sides of masculinity play out. And that's what makes it so enticing to men. But the predominant answer was because it's misogynistic. Yeah, it's got them biddies and they will do anything and everything that the male character wants. <laughs> right. Like, oh, OK, so like, cool. Good. Yeah, that, that's that's the reality of the anime world. Nine tenths of it is just misogynistic, and in the other one tenth, you get some genuinely good stories that do really intelligent things with the medium, and they're slowly being snuffed out. Smothered you know, that in might be a gallons fun... and gallons of titty. That might actually be like a fun project to just like. No, no, it wouldn't be fun, but I'd be interested to know the answer. Is like basically how many worthwhile, you know, movies slash shows come out season over season, basically as far back as you can go. Um, and just to, like, know what the percentages of things that are, like, actually even botherable to watch. And obviously that's very subjective, and I get that. Um, but, like, yeah. you know, I'm talking about, like, art, art. So, like, no, sure. you know, Akira being art. <laughs> so, and obviously not everything's at the Akira level. And, and I'm not a saying little it bit misogynistic, to too. Like, at the end of the day, Akira's not exactly some glowing thing for women. And no, I'm not saying no, that like it has to be like a feminist art piece in order to get out of that there. I'm just saying it has to be not overtly misogynistic to its very core premise. Yeah. That's that's really all I'm asking for here. I don't expect media to suddenly become like open to feminist and female-oriented stories all of a sudden. I understand that the world that I live in is one completely dominated by men and that I'm probably never going to live to see a time when even 50% of everything that comes out is made for women media wise, like in America and Japan in Germany and France, nowhere. 
Yeah. I just don't expect that to ever happen before I die. But like, I just, I just want there to not be this disastrous undercurrent of we have our primary market be targeted at misogynists and our entire product is based around wish fulfillment for those people. I just don't think that's that much to ask. I don't think it is possible because it's happened. I agree. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Time for the next anime to talk about, which will trigger another meltdown. Is it going to be Rokudos? It's hell's paradise. Hell's paradise. Never once brings back the muscle girl. She never does anything meaningful. Why did they bother? Next, muscle magic wait, and wait, muscles. Wait, wait, wait. Which wait? Hell's Paradise is which one? That's the. No, I'm sorry, I got confused. Rakudo's Bad Girls is what I was talking oh, about. Oh no, Muscle Girl comes back right at the end. What are you talking about? Episode. 12. She doesn't do much. Yeah, she's not allowed to do anything because she's, she's still is literally the slave of the main character. And they then briefly, remember that misogynistic rant we were just talking about? Yeah, yeah here no. it is. This the is going to trigger another fucking meltdown. Wait, we I'm are going to Chernobyl. Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I to like talk how, about uh, one Mike more fucking right. anime where oh, misogyny's uh-oh. baked into the goddamn uh-oh. creamy center. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm just gonna saying, with it. find something Mike. new, find something else, find something. It's all misogyny, sir. Uh, hold on, hold on. Yeah, magic I, I, and muscles. God. There, that's not misogynist, right? It's all about a man who uses his muscle powers to beat up a bunch of frail, feminine, emasculate wizards. I'm getting heated again. <laughs> oh, uh, probably. Uh, how about Dead Mount Deathplay? Is that is that a uh, is there any misogyny in that one? I don't. I think don't there was. I don't know if it's competent enough to even be misogynistic. No. Oh also, wait, the yeah. Last that when he when he kills a girl, brings her back to life as his sex puppet. Oh, forgot about that one. There it is. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Yay! Luckily, the show doesn't it. hold on it too long. Oh, of course she's into it. She has to be. Yeah, she's sexually into she's everything. She's absorbed into his brain. Yeah, she's into everything he's into now. So, which briefly, is also everything. Uh, here, can you can you mute yourself briefly, JW? I don't, I don't want to hear the meltdown, but uh, I did want to point <sighs> out that uh, in Rokudo's, um, literally, Muscle Girl uh, can't even have agency in like the idea of being bad. Like, she's not even allowed to choose on her own to be bad. Oh, yeah, that's uh, because been true since, like, no. episode Wait, wait, one. wait, wait, wait. And whenever she attempts to have good, like, a good angle to it, her quote is, I'd rather trust you than myself. And, like, the, the show plays this off as, like, oh, she's finally, even though she was a slave, she's realized that, like, she can, like, trust this man, you know, more than she can trust herself. That was her choice, not not, like, the literal slave magic placed on her. And, like, they have this, like, uplifting music for it. It's him crying and realizing he, like, everything actually worked out. It's her choice to be here. And it's still definitely not. Like, not once does this character have, like, agency after she lays eyes onto this man. It's if you just... Re- if you really dig down to it, the whole, like, the joke we make about, like, no, but I'm a good sex slave owner. It really, really actually just boils down to when you take everything at its face value is, no, I'm a good misogynist. Like, that's yeah, really all yeah. it is. Yeah, it is, yeah. Is I'm a good person even though I'm not a good person. Yes, I talk down to women, but because I, I, because I protect <laughs> we have to them, pivot. We have to pivot. That makes me a good guy. I, so I'm a good misogynist. No, no, no. I, I protect the femmes, the damsel in distress. That's what they're called. That's a, I, I, I am a 1950s man. I, my wife cleans the house, and I go to work to provide for her. I'm good. So what if I beat her? It's part of the deal. You know, it's. What, what? Why is uh, my name uh, is uh, Jordan Peterson, and I wear a three-piece suit, and I'm just here to sort out the chaos. Okay, you know. 
Yeah, really, I, I just don't understand why they have women in media at all. If we just had a bunch of men playing every part, I think it just would be better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just... Uh, uh, all right, yeah, let's, we can... Do you want to keep going? I, I don't know. JW's still muted, you know. He's, he's not allowed to talk. I feel what, bad. What else is there? <laughs> uh, yeah, Mashal was kind of boring. Boring as all get out. I mean, Yo, just Mashal... Kinda, there's only he one wins another fight with there's his fist. There's only one funny part of Mashal, and it's not like real funny, it's like bad anime funny. Did you guys catch that Mashal's dad and if you remember this character that yeah, is they like did the Mash- whole, I was going to make this joke when we were talking about like the Fuck. metacritic. I said Mashal uh, well, I was going to say Mashal did a better meta joke even though it wasn't good. It was still better than anything that uh um the freaking I can't remember what it's called Magical Destroyers did. In which oh, they're just yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. sitting in a in a room talking about how Mash will better do a good job, and he goes, "Don't you need to be working?" He goes, "Well, screen time is better than anything." He's like, "Ah, that's very true." And they're just talking about being long on screen. pause. Yeah, yeah, and then like after a long pause of saying t- time on screen is important, then the dad is like, "What do you want? Some tea?" Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, it's... "Yeah, I guess I'll have a little bit of tea, yeah. sure." And like as a reminder. The guy that's sitting across from his dad is the genetic purity character that came to murder Mashal explicitly because he didn't have magic and it was time for him to get Nazi'd. That's that character. He's still getting some screen time. Yeah, apparently. Because, because the whole plot hasn't evolved until this last episode where now people know that Mashal doesn't have magic, but there will be some quirk that lets him be the first one to become the... what? Like, it's... Whatever, man. Yeah, the rest of the episode does okay. not matter. It's, yeah, it's like, not good. Okay. They, you were the muscles we made along the way. They introduced like, oh, this Luke. is a secret wizard. They're the super bad guys, and it's like it kind of seemed boring. Yeah, it was pretty boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we already basically hit Dead Mount Deathplay. There are a lot of characters. None of them do anything, and they fight a magician, like a magician, magician. I don't know why this character exists, but he's basically just a magician that is a fraud, and that's pretty much everything we get out of that episode. Yep. Oh, also, there's a shark that now rides on the bad guy, or the main character's shoulder with no explanation whatsoever. It's just a shark. Everyone can do magic now, by the way, too, for whatever reason. Uh, Hell's Paradise is still a show. Um, there was... <laughs> there's a uh, a character named Shion. I don't remember if we met him before. I don't care. He's a really good fighter. The doctor guy gets infected with plants and he's gonna die. Oh, Shion Shion was the guy. I looked it up. He was. The, I thought he was the guy. He's the guy that killed the girl that was trying to seduce him in the woods that he like boned and then killed. Right? Oh, is that the, the the guy with like his eyes? I would cut never shut, know. Like, Zorro? I would never I know this. So. Yeah, yeah. He's the one that was like boning the chick in the forest and then killed her. Yeah. Uh, they well, it doesn't matter. They kill a plant right in the vulva. I mean, the alveol. Uh, and then uh, there's a lot of talk about power of Tau, and that's that's yeah, episode whole lore thirteen. About the people on the island, I was just like digging into it to try to see what I could glean from it, like all the other episodes. And basically, they just find like another civilization on the island that are like kept alive. And then there's a lolly sex slave essentially, and so that's nice. Uh, and then basically, I don't remember the lolly sex slave. Well, yeah, Who's because that? you didn't see it happen, but I looked her up. She's the character in the cave that uh, when. Uh, Gabi Morrow, who forgets who he is, he's got amnesia again, which is stupid. He goes, yeah, I'm fine. And she goes, oh, I believe that's May. And I looked up May's character, and she was just used as, like, uh, 
she was just passed around as like a sex practice doll, and of course that's, she's a lolly. That's cool. So, we love that. You know, like love it, that. Like, what is the? Oh what? yeah. Also, uh, Gabi Maro's wife was an illusion. Well, what? So we Wait, don't. What? Yeah, we don't know. I, I suppose so. Here's here's what happens, and the only not even interesting part, but the only plot point that they really care to dive into in the last episode is everyone starts saying. Do you think Gabi Morrow might actually just be lying about everything and that he might have been tricked into believing all these things? And then Gabi Morrow kind of wakes up uh, like with amnesia, and then he can't remember his wife. He can't remember where he is. He just remembers that he's a ninja. So either A, none of this was real to begin with, or B, um, that he just can't remember what his duty is, and now he just thinks he's back as being a ninja. I don't know. So I, huh. I, it's it's one of those two, and either way, it's not interesting. That's what I learned. Uh, the only people yep. left, the only people left alive, are one hand man, May the sex slave, some other person in the cave, I forget who, Gabi Maru, the supposedly strong female lead, the guy with whose eyes shut and cut like Zoro's, um, the other sexy lady that had the nerd guy in the tree, and then that nerd guy died. Yeah, he, he has uh, plants come out of his and eyes. And then some other person yeah. we haven't, we didn't meet personally. And that's it. Those are the eight left alive, yeah. and now they're going to try to get off the island. But they realize if they go home without the elixir of life, then they're all going to die anyway. So, you know, what are they really yeah, going to do? Yeah, this, this was uniformly boring to me. I, I did not want to be in this episode. Um. <sighs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, just like it when the I like it when just... the women were dancing in the background, having fun, and the man claps his hand and goes, "Don't stop what you're doing, but listen here, ladies." That's what he does. Is the keep one dancing, man in the group of dancing, three? Keep dancing, keep dancing. I got information. Very good, just amazing. Uh, anyway, uh, so what? Out of the eight shows, Oshinoko is just a total failure. Rokudo's the women are still slaves. I got a cheat skill. The women are still objects. Mm -hmm. Magical destroyers. Uh, anime is bad, and we should feel bad. Hell's Paradise, just boring. Mashal, boring. Deadmount Deathplay, a lot of magic. Sacrificial Princess, I guess we're about to fuck the lolly. Well, lucky for you guys, I watched all the way to the end of Legend of Galactic Heroes. Yay! I'm so <laughs> happy for you. Uh, how refreshing to see a narrative played out with characters that develop and change, and that their development and change is... In parallel to the themes of the show, to have it begin and then end in a fashion that makes sense and feels organic and not at all stretched out. Yeah, ah. that does sound really, really nice. Ah, That's amazing! So good. I I wish I had done the same. Um, if only you could have done the same. You know, I just, I really, I heard you guys, or I saw you write down that we were going to watch all of, you know, Legend, and I said, mm -hmm. you guys don't know how this show works. I'm just going to watch what we always watch. And I I just bucked the system. And I, I don't know why I did that. I, I should have listened to you guys. I, yeah. We should have posted on Twitter about it, too. That That's on now, me. Now, don't you feel silly? Well, I feel very don't silly. You watched don't you? all of this crap, and you didn't even watch the good one. Mm. All right, well, let's Condemn jump into two. points since this season is uh, is a. Wreck. That's not an ending episode. That's a send off. <laughs> a Viking funeral for yep. Stone Cold. True, true fact. Yeah, because he's not even in the second one. It's Randy Orton. So true. You know. um, like they killed him again. <laughs> 
All I can't right. believe Stone Cold Steve Austin's dead. Yeah, he's he's been dead for a while. He's he's alive and well. He would be rolling in his grave if he heard you say that. I can't that. believe he's dead. I just want you to be clear. Stone Cold is alive. I can't believe they killed him. <laughs> it's uh, just a huge bummer. The guy was like a walking thumb. Him and, him and Wade Boggs, man. Just both dead. Both legends. <laughs> that person Wade, sounds like Wade a, Boggs a name. Wade Boggs is dead. He's chilling in Florida. <laughs> I can't. I want to be super clear about this. He's not dead, dude. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, let's have some fun with the points and then finish out the season. Points, time, points, time. Uh, Jay, all your points are there. You have three. Um, That's uh, true. So uh, what I do is I vote uh, that uh, Ethan and me and the producer all get a point for boardingist uh, just so that Jay can't win uh, by himself. I think I think wow. we should fight this one out. No, I, actually, I think yeah, I, no, I actually think it. Uh, the problem is that only one person can win boringest, and we have to really decide. Yeah, I, I think do. it's mine personally, and I know that's like sacrificial princess. I think it's mine. You think Oshinoko is more boring than sacrificial? I don't think Oshinoko that can be, be the most boring because at no point watching it did I attempt to kill myself with a treadmill. Oh, I did. I, but I, I mean, attempted to crush myself. Why are you one. lying about being on the treadmill? <laughs> no, Mike? I said I attempted oh, to shit. crush myself with it because I was benching it. Ha! That's true. Suck it, nerd. Damn. Damn. That's such an unbalanced thing to bench. <laughs> I really need to work on my left arm strength, so I was just trying no. to, you know, unbalanced barbell. <laughs> New Olympic Seems sport coming cool. 2026. Uh, that sounds like a cool way to die. <laughs> Yeah, I, I look, I think Sacrificial has to take this. I mean, it was boring, so boring for the first three episodes. Like, actually tell me what happened in those three episodes. Go. In what? In Sacrificial Princess. What happened in the first three episodes? Oh, I can tell you exactly. Uh, he, like, he... Uh... I, there was a lizard who tripped. Uh-huh. No, that's, that's he the He turned wrong into one. a man. That's the wrong one. You're thinking of the one from last season, Jay. No, no, that was Sacrificial Princess. Yeah, yeah, there was a lizard who tripped the, the girl so that she spilled her coffee yep. or tea or whatever. Yeah, who cares what and it was, then, but that did happen. The, and then the beast man said, don't trip my wife. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the lizard where the where that hot dude came in to the, and telling her stories and the blind girl because there was also a lizard man in that that was being yeah. hunted by the law. So, I sorry, I literally just thought you got very confused. Very true, very true. The same yeah, little no, white-haired in the, wife in the episode, was in she's both she's chosen as a sex slave and she, or chosen as like the sacrifice. She's like, yeah, whatever. And then he spares her and she saves him from being killed. And then he goes, you know what? She's going to be my pet. And then they go look at all the ruins uh, and then she gets sick from the disease, and then he puts a wedding ring on her in order to try to cure the disease. Anything else? And uh, then they go to that tea party where everyone's how... like, you can't have a human, and he goes, frick you, I'm the king. And then she says, don't kill that lizard man, even though he was mean to me. And he goes, you're going to be my right-hand girl that tells me right from wrong because I'm a beast demon that is also human, and I just don't understand these things. It is impressive you remembered all that, and you mean okay. to tell me there is something that is more boring than that. Uh... Well, I mean, you just asked me well, to remember. Well, we it. haven't considered the third option, Igax. I don't think it's Igax. Igax was also I, uh, boring, but, like, we've literally seen Sacrificial Princess three times on this show now, and, like, they're almost all literally identical. I like how and you're I saying get, we haven't seen Igax before. We've seen it a million times, <laughs> okay, no doubt. So, but, wait a minute. But, Hold like, <laughs> he's coming back. Um, but, like, it was just goofy. By comparison to Sacrificial Princess, that literally is just a fantasy about a little girl wanting to get fucked by a big beast. That's all. That's the whole thing. Also, every I mean, single Oshinoko episode off of the exact same thing. Oshinoko is just a very old man being born as a little man who wants to have sex I, with his I, new mom. 
Yeah, I that one sounds a little different. Sacrificial Princess. I, I just think I have to vote for it as boring as it's so boring. <laughs> I don't think I can, in good faith, say anything was more boring than that. Oh, that's fine. What do you want, Mike? I don't, I don't, no, I don't disagree with that. I think they're all, all right. they all sucked. So yeah. they all definitely one. sucked. Yeah, I gotta pick one. All right. So. Um, my next one that we were yellow on instead of red or green was Igax. I said cheat skill is just the 1950s job. I kind of stand by this one. I think I'm proven right. Both of the women, they don't meet at the end, but they come extremely close to meeting. And presumably, if he ever died, they would meet at his funeral because she knows how to find the Narnia world now. So, like, even if he died in that world, she would just follow him into the Narnia world to be like, where is my husband? And literally stumble on, like, a, you know, a uh, a royal, uh, you know, funeral and be like, what? He had another lover? Um, I think he's got a 1950s job. A little bit. I think the only problem with the 1950s job thing is that that 1950s job would also apply to, like, several of the other anime we watched. Like what? Like, the fact that Sacrificial Princess has a job where her... She has a 1950s job for women, where she's only there to look pretty and get fucked by a big dude who happens to own the place. Or the fact that the guy in Bad Girls, Brokodo's Bad Girls, also kind of had a 1950s job because... All he could do was use the fact that all women were attracted to him to yeah, but it fail wasn't, his way upward against wait, other wait, men. But it's not all women. Like it's all these. Yeah, like, you're right. Only unquote. bad girls. Only yeah, bad girls. I mean, I feel like that's not a specifically 1950s thing. I mean, I guess, but it, it, I'm just saying that this whole like fail upward while having a mistress is just. Uh, you're gonna say every isekai has. Wait, that. wait, but the fail upward thing, I didn't really like. That was like a fun little addendum. The thing that made it unique to me is that he just has two wives in two separate different worlds where they don't meet because he has a 1950s job where he's like a roaming salesman across the country. He can maintain two lifestyles with the same one income, and neither of those women will know he has a family. Uh, another family. I mean, that's, that's literally what my called shot was at the beginning. <sighs> was it exactly that? That's, that's the I question. I thought it was. That's the question, because I, I honestly, it's been so long, and I don't think I really understood what it was from the start. I genuinely don't know what you meant by 1950s job. Whenever uh, I think 1950s job, I also think way more overt, like beating the women and drinking. But, yeah. That's not really the job. That's just 1950s man. I, I mean, a lot of this is just 1950s man. You mean like anime, or you mean this one? Yeah, I like having the mistress. That's not part of his job that's a part of his being 1950s man having the yeah, mistress think, in the office and the I mistress at home only, that's like, not I'm a part not, of his job yeah i'm not trying to not give it to you i just think that's the only thing that has me stuck like he seems like a 1950s man but you said job so what was the job part i think that's the only thing i'm stuck on well so, the only thing i'm stuck on is the fact that if you then reduce it to 1950s man every isekai protagonist is a 1950s man yeah that's why i just want to i mean you know well not it certainly wasn't man i i so i guess right, i'd I have to it. go back and listen yeah, to yeah that's what i mean um, like if you called that like he's just it has two families living like he cuz he's a traveling salesman and something like that if you have that close enough then then sure i think it's yours but i think the the problem is, is you're saying job but just describing 1950s man who has a job but that isn't that isn't his job isn't to have two families yeah, he just it's the rampant no, I, misogyny and complete lack of accountability and meritocracy of the 1950s well yeah, yeah that also happened but like i if you notice my like called shot doesn't say man it, the no, 1950s what man is it's, the specific job aspect the 
Okay, I would say the fact that he gets to roam the country on a single income and maintain two wives. Two what does that families. have to do with it? So that's that just sounds more like 1950s man descriptors. I guess I don't know. I'll go re-listen to it, and on our like second, you know, yeah, whatever when we come our back next for the week, bench we can just we do can it. Kind of figure it out. I just no. I genuinely, I'm just curious because I literally, I know that because when we watched, I cheated. Uh, Steve ended up like defending the point and saying no. And now it's kind of yes, and I'm not saying that can't happen. I just, I literally, I don't remember. It's been so long. I don't actually yeah, remember what listen. you said about it. So I don't know. I, I really just don't know how to help you. But well, I'm not saying no. I will no. say I'm that saying, all let's... of your other points have only been solidified. Like Oshinoko being an anime pedo laundering scheme gets so much harder reinforced by the everything after the first uh, OVA episodes. Because yeah. the fact that they immediately pivot to a high school anime where this, again, adult doctor is just living a traditional high school life and dating people. Yeah, that's just that's just flat. Yeah, that's, that's just Steve's point, though. So, you know, yeah, I know. Well, but like yeah, Steve is doubling point down. being that like your other your other called shots are just locked in 100 percent. Yeah, I, I would say that my body video on the lore one for I cheated was a little bit shaky until he literally picked up a book by the sage <laughs> yeah. and oh, started sure, reading sure, about yeah. the lore of the world. But yeah. yeah. Uh, the one that I actually think I'm kind of shaky on now uh, is that I had, there's a perpetual line of 99th sacrifices. So he always has a new bride for sacrificial princess. I don't actually think this is accurate, but I was really fucking close. No, I think you were. He, he just has a line of sacrifices. This is just the first one where he's had a bride. The rest he yes. let go. Yeah, that, so that's, that's where problem. it falls apart. Is is not he doesn't always have a new bride. This is in fact the first time he has a bride. But he, he just lets, lets them go, go every single time. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah, I was he has close let them go one. every time. That is yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing actually that special about her other than the fact that she just like didn't run. <laughs> Um, and then one I was definitely wrong about is Magic and Mush, or Mashal, or whatever it is. Uh, Hagrid is not the protein hookup. I don't remember seeing a Hagrid character. <laughs> there is no Hagrid. Yeah. I wanted it so bad. <laughs> he eats cream puffs, which are really very anti-bodybuilding, I must say. Yeah, 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 cancel. I think you're just um, jealous you can't eat cream puffs and look like he does. I, I am. That's that's part of what this is about. I mean, at the, if they're gonna highly, if they're gonna be make a show all about a bodybuilder kicking the shit out of twink wizards, then I want them to accurately depict depict bodybuilding as awesome and cool. The pig so wizards. when he, well, I mean, whatever. I, I'm just saying, like the 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 energy of the show is big buff dude beats up pipsqueaks who learn from books. Yeah, yeah. So like that that's 100 percent the drive here. So when the man doesn't understand the first thing about bodybuilding, I have I, I get taken out of it. I really do. I wanted I wanted his favorite thing to be like beef jerky that he won't stop eating or something like that. Or like he he's that guy I knew who went to Magic once or twice who had a fucking Ziploc baggie with just four chicken breasts in it that he would just eat constantly. That's that's weird bodybuilding shit. Yeah, that is. Yeah, <laughs> or the fact that he goes to the gym with a gallon of water, and nobody knows what it's for. Nobody. You gotta say what's in the day. gallon. It's just water. Just water. all right, Mike. Oh, I didn't get any extra points. Uh, Sack Princess. I was hoping it would be more like Beauty and the Beast, uh, and she talked to objects like they were alive. Uh, and I did. I went back and tried to find an MC wins a duel with a barbell. Uh, he just wins it in all other sorts of workout ways. So. Unfortunately, I don't even think I get a really fun scene Wait, with that. Wait, doesn't he 
hit someone with a Oh no, what the fuck? I I just somehow confused Mashal with Nick Cage's new trailer uh trailer for it's called The Retirement Plan. It doesn't look good, but he literally beats the shit out of someone with a barbell. And All apparently right, so that is point. close Thanks, enough. To, yeah, you got right. a point. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Damn. Oh, Damn you, Nick, Nick Cage, Cage, for sneaking into my brain. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, the producer, um, Furry hates Scalies. I, I don't think that happens at all, really. I mm. think they're just a Yeah, a bit of a blat down there. And uh, Magic and Muscles, uh, Patronus, his name is... St- no, he d- it, doesn't, it doesn't take any other Harry Potter things into account. He's just... That would have been way funnier like our, than our, any joke that the show ever had. Our true. called shots would have made the show better, and uh, they just didn't come true, so the show's not That's better. That's the real shame of yeah. it. That, once again, we are confronted with the fact that we can write better than these things. You know... Like you were saying... This is fun uh, because normally it's only Mike getting points, but this time around we got like we all got a lot of points. Hey, this yeah, yeah. You know, this isn't the first season that's happened. I remember these things. Yeah, I, I don't remember anything. You can also go back and scroll yeah. to the wonderful bookmarks that definitely haven't been deleted every time the show. <laughs> yeah, you motherfucker! I hate you guys so much for deleting my bookmarks all the time. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that. So I guess hey, what, what are we doing for? Tie, except that not because Ethan didn't get the one point from Steve. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Officially, so you win. It's, it's, a, it's a tie unless Ethan uh, got. I'll an go I back cheated. and listen to the cheat skill. Yeah. Or, I mean, you I'll win see unless. What yeah, exactly. So we'll find out next week. Uh, but now for what I've been waiting for. Uh, does everyone? Oh, thank you. Uh, does anyone have? Um, does everyone have their uh, benchwarmer anime pick? That's the question. Um, what do oh, you guys wait, I, picked, I yeah. do. I know what I'm voting for. I don't Long ago, <laughs> in a distant land, an unspeakable evil was unleashed upon the West, known only as Ruby. And it has been made known to me that this evil, despite its destruction at the hands of an anesthesiologist, a piece of it remained. And that piece mutated and grew and came to Earth again in the form of Ruby X the Justice League. We absolutely must watch this because it is the most cursed fucking thing ever goddamn conceived by man. I'm glad Monty is dead so he never had to see this. Yes, this is what I want. Uh, I also propose this one. Thank you, producer, for finding this. Holy goddamn shit. I will also propose this. I, I'm sorry. I want to watch this. It's it's going to upset right. me because I remember watching Ruby with JW. Like, we were in the mm-hmm. fucking living room together. And I remember we having were. a lot of fun watching the first season yes. of this shit. I, I like, remember watching it and going, Jesus, I wish these people would stop fucking talking. Yes. Oh, look, yeah. they did. And it became a different show because now Monty took over. Yeah. Wow, Monty, what a passionate man with a skill and a talent for fight choreography. Yeah, the Damn, fights were so I wish fun. he was still alive. <laughs> Yeah, you know I, what we should do now that he's dead? Shit in his it. fucking corpse's <laughs> mouth and Tr- continue to make this dog shit so fucking awful that uh, the aneurysm will kill him again. They are treating Monty Um's grave like uh, how I want to treat Rush Limbaugh's, you know? like, I, right. And it's just a bummer. Like, of all the people, I don't think Monty deserved it. They've hooked it up to the generator, and right now he's outpowering Chernobyl. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I'm all aboard this one. But Mike, please, what, what do you have? No, no, you know what? I think uh, that's enough buildup. I, I will I will go to the side of darkness and then watch this. Why not? Frick the title it. is officially Justice League X Ruby, no colon, superheroes and huntsmen. Is that part, plural? Part Are there one. multiple huntsmen? Or part is there one. only one man? Superheroes and Huntsman. Are the Ruby characters this, called Huntsman? Is that the whole point? I don't I know. Remember. I is think they are hunters, to? yeah. The Huntsman is a DC villain, so this is very confusing, <laughs> I think. Or is it Huntress? I don't I, know. I, Huntress, definitely, but I'm going to look up Huntsman. Superheroes and Huntsmen, part one. So part one. There is Huntsman in DC, but I don't see Huntsmen. I want to fucking die already. Batman is in here and he has wings and there's anime Superman, which has only yet again come. And I don't know if you saw this, but they made a new Superman anime where he's a, where he's a, a, a lolly boy. He's a little kid. Oh, I didn't high see school, that. Yeah. And he, and he's a cute boy who does. Cute I mean, that's things, what they're doing with this Superman things. Exactly. But this did it first. I hope. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, well, for all I know, this came out yesterday. I don't know when this came out. Well, don't worry. The important thing here... For all I know, it came out before Monty died, and it killed him. <laughs> the important thing to know is that the iconic voice cast returns from Ruby to reprise their roles for this movie series. Reprise series. their roles? Aren't they still making that shit? I don't know. 2023! Damn, God dude. damn, it was basically made yesterday. Oh, guys, hey. It's an hour and 20 minutes. It's a feature length. Guys, we can purchase this digitally and on Blu-ray. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see a Blu-ray of fucking Unity flip art. I also want to let everyone know it does say part one there, right? Yep. Yeah, it's something right there. I guess part two hasn't been crowdfunded yet. Boy, boy, boy. Oh, my God. Dude, I need to read some. I'm I'm on TVTropes.com or .org, excuse me. Um. In this, comic, uh, in this comic, being a bat faunus, whatever that is, gave Bruce enhanced hearing. Here, he gets bat, or excuse me, gets wings-based flight and enhanced observational skills. Faunus are the pseudo-black people of the Ruby universe because Ooh, they're half-animal and thus discriminated against for being oh, muddy yeah. blood. Yeah, okay. I forgot about that. That's fun, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, who is Vixen? Because apparently she's a DC Universe person that also becomes a Faunus. Yeah, I certainly Vixen? know Vixen. Vixen, my favorite DC um, superhero. And she's not on the main cover, so she must be really important. Oh, yeah, she was in. She yeah, that's so what. No, no, no. She's like uh, the the uh, the black lady in the orange dress as part of like. Uh, Grod Squad in like Justice League, like the actual series. You know oh, her. Oh yes. Yeah. Grod now, Squad. Gorilla oh, Grod. Yeah, yeah, Gorilla Grod and like when they all I thought up. that was Huntress. No, I'm not talking about young Justice Get that frick out of here. I'm talking about I Justice thought that League. was Huntress. Get that out of here. That is not Huntress. No, that's no. not Huntress. I thought that's that was Huntress. No, <laughs> Jesus. Who's uh, Huntress? Here, well, uh I, I have to ask, do you guys do you guys remember do you remember what Superman does and how he's like always powerful? No. What if he was only powerful like a plant when he's in direct sunlight? Because that's, that's what all, happens here. That's basically he's, he's all he is guys. on Earth. No, no, no. Direct sunlight. Yeah, no, I like, get that. But that's basically all he is on Earth. That is not. What? I mean, Have you ever seen a Superman anything? Basically. 
He yeah, needs I mean, like he, three seconds in the sun and he's good no, to go for like a million years. It's definitely not three seconds. It depends Producer, on what you Producer, add watch. the upset clip to the, to the soundboard. I'm getting upset. I'm getting very upset that this <laughs> is an Huntress. I don't know. I don't know who Vixen is, and I don't care to know. Well, here's the good thing: Vixen gets a foxtail in this. So, okay, th- there you go. That's is that's that, pretty cool. Is that what she was like? Huntress was Wait, in Birds a- of Prey. There's a comic yes, version. Yes, I know Huntress wasn't Birds of Prey. I know who Huntress is. Yeah, that's who the fuck is Vixen? Vixen, I, there's a picture of her in the Discord. You, that looks like Huntress. It looks no, nothing it doesn't. like Huntress. Huntress this. is purple and has a mask. What are you talking that's about? That's only in Bunghole Justice. This, I, right here. That's from the original Huntress. Justice League. Remember her? Is that Huntress or Vixen? That's Vixen. Okay. That's not Huntress. Huntress doesn't look anything like this. It I looks look like Huntress. Are she's you out of your the, fucking she's mind? She's got the animal necklace, look, too. What are you what talking What the hell is that? that? That's Huntress from the DC Comics Wikipedia. Lies. That, that's evil Starfire, and sister. And this is also oh, Huntress. That's with clearly Blackfire. And that, yeah, she's perfect. Say, here you go, right there. Yeah. What about that says Huntress to you? Nothing. Have you Nothing. ever seen a comic? What about What about this says Huntress to you? Nothing. I'm just saying that you <laughs> didn't even get the color purple. right of the character. Yes, I did. I just assumed that the Huntress character was the one who dressed like a cheetah. I No. Why would you ever assume that? That's Cheetara, that idiot. Sense. Cheetara, fucker. I'm getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys will be happy to know that, uh, you know, although this might actually be really good, uh, we all know the book is better than the movie, and it turns out that this is not actually an original IP for uh, the screen. There actually was a comic version of this that already existed. Wow. Uh, they- how, how low do you have to go to be writing a comic book adaptation that's also a shill maybe, for the Justice League. Maybe Vixen is the good one that like falls in love with Green Lantern or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, frick, man! Why do you say green? Uh, I'm so Sarah, there's no green. She's orange and black like a cheetah. I I also and she think... wears animal teeth on her neck and sometimes waist. What fucking fresh hell is this that that person <laughs> is not named Huntress? <laughs> Uh, I also don't. How think do you this, fuck this up? I don't think this show knows what a trope, or not this show. This uh, this website knows what a trope is either. There's God, like I fucking hate lines. comics. Yeah, they're so bad, dude. Uh, wow, this is this is bad. Yeah, I so I'm I'm just reading all of the quote unquote tropes, and I think we're gonna have a good time. Yeah, it'll either it'll either be that or terribly boring. But uh, guys, did you know irony is a trope? <laughs> Traditionally, Irony? yellow is the yeah, no. trope. I think Vixen, yeah. Vixen Move is over Oedipus. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Vixen is the one that like there's the love triangle between Hawk Girl, Green Lantern, and Vixen. I think that was the episode. Motherfucker, Hawk Girl is married. Yeah, I yeah, love but triangle. not not during no not during um not, to not, Hawk Man. Not, not in the Justice. First of all, it's very misogynistic. Secondly, uh, yes, it is. <laughs> No, yes, it is. No, because no, they definitely fall in love, and there's a love triangle between Vixen, Hawk, between Hawkman and Hawk. No, no, Hawkman is because Hawkman's like kind of a bad guy in the in the Justice League animation. Remember when he what? Do you remember when he comes to like Earth, (laughs) and then like the Hawk people try to like take over Earth a little bit? Saying I try to forget the time he comes. 
Yeah, hey man, you talked about a front end cum dump earlier. I, I you don't I'm get about to, do to talk this. about another one, Hawkman. I, I feel like I'm I am I'm relating to you the I information only know that you Justice know. Justice League from the Justice League. Yes, where Hawkman and Hawkgirl <laughs> no. were both good guys <laughs> oh, you who swung so mace stupid. and had nothing to <laughs> fucking so do stupid. ever, ever, oh, ever. You were so stupid. Ever. Hawk they were Girl. the worst Hawk characters no. who ever existed. No, in Justice League, Hawkgirl's the For one that has money, to put Charmander down. Um, strongest what's his face? Solomon Grundy. Remember? Which like one down... is Hawk Girl and which one's Hawk Woman? What? what? Is there a Hawk Woman? Is there only the two? Oh my God! This is, is there the one... only the two? Because there's there's female sidekicks of every hero. I would not put them past it yeah. to make a hawk so here, girl. The left as picture to a is how we woman. know Hawk Girl in Justice League. The right picture is when like Hawkman and her come to Which Earth to one try to conquer it. Is there a hawk woman? <laughs> is there a hawk I woman? Answer the question. <laughs> is, is this there the only reason hawk why girl? it's always because James I remember a guy with a hawk mask and hawk wings, and his name was Hawkman, who swung a mace you and have... a woman. Named Hawk Woman, who was the exact same as him in uh, every possible fucking way, and they were married. That's all I remember. That's all I know. That's all that exists. No, it, you literally remember this, and it's no, I, I don't. Yes, who is do. this? D- oh my that god, that looks like every other female character with wings on it. That could uh, be anybody. Oh my god, is it Hawk Girl <laughs> or Hawk Woman? I like. I don't know. Oh, is there a Hawk Woman? That lady right Batman. here. These are all the same lady. I one of them has golden wings. This doesn't make sense. Because she came from <laughs> Thanagaria with Hawkeye, and they tried is to conquer Earth. Is that a planet Earth, where everyone has then, wings? Yes, basically. Does and that then means Justice there's like League millions of Hawk men and Hawk women people from taking over, but Hawkgirl <laughs> stayed behind and joined the Justice League. And then was Hawkman there fell before or after Hawkgirl? Love triangle with with the uh, with is 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 Hawkman <laughs> there Lantern. when Hawkgirl shows up? Yes! How does that... So, what? The planet of Hawk invades the Justice League when Hawk Man is already there. A girl who happens to be a girl who is a hawk stays behind and falls in love with, one, a man who would have been from her planet, and, B, a black man who turns green. Am I getting this right? I, hold on. Dude. Is it Hal Jordan she wants to fuck or no, the black guy? No, John Stewart. <laughs> I don't remember his name. John Stewart. I don't remember Stewart he's better is, yeah. than Hal Jordan because Hal Jordan's an asshole. Oh my God. He acts like he's from Top Gun. Yeah, exactly. That's him. That's the one. I don't <laughs> believe that that man would fuck a random hawk girl. Hawk woman. Especially really. not when she could be with her own people. Hawk man who was there the whole time. <laughs> How know. lazy is it that you already had Hawkman and you're like he's getting invaded by his neighbors? Okay, no. The who you had was Hro Talak, who is the leader of the Thanagarians, who invaded Earth with Hawkgirl. Hawk people. Hawkman is a guy that came later that modeled himself after. So he wasn't there. No, he I, just, he's a he's a Hawk cosplayer. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what we're talking about at this fucking point. Are you telling me Hawk Man isn't a Hawk Man from a Hawk planet? He's just a Hawk cosplayer. Hawk Man is the alter ego of Carter Hall, uh, a alter modern hero ego. modeled after an he ancient He takes Thanagarian. off the wings. Yeah, he's to human. What? Be a banker? 
No, he's yeah, he's just a human that uh, that has. So wait, powers. does he Fucking does he reincarnate though? Hold on, he looks, like, does he? He looks like, stupid AF, man. Hold he's on. in Black but, Adam. But, but, yeah, wait, wait, wait. He, I is he reincarnation one? Because normally they reincarnate. That's Hawkman. You're fucking Wait, like the me. real Hawkman or the That's the Hawkman from the Justice <laughs> Look at that, League universe. Look at that porn is he just stash. a dude or is he the one from the reincarnation one? Which Hawkman is it? Is that Hawkman or is that a man hawk? What? Oh my god. Here's the thing. I actually wasn't I in at? JW's court, but now that you're telling me that it's just some dude in a hawk getup, is the it, other chick is a guy a in a hawk costume when there's an entire planet yeah, of people who are okay. also hawks. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually confused now. How I, am I, I thought you would want this, this mic. Straight? What do you What do you want from me? Okay, wait, wait. To make hey, sense. Jay, Jay, shut up for a moment. I want to confirm. Hawkman from the Justice League, the animated series, is actually just a dude in a hawk costume. Well, I uh, hold on. So here is while Hawk Girl is a, a girl hawk person from a planet of hawk people. Yes, of which fifty percent of the population are hawk wings. girls. Ability. Ooh, I'm getting upset again. <laughs> the man is charging up. Artificial cosplay is not an ability. So he's just okay, a so really Hawkman buff is the dude. name of several he's, superheroes. He's in Hawk face. So Hawkman is the name of several different superheroes. Stop. Okay. Right? But he's most often depicted as Carter Hall. Which is just Carter a guy. He's, he's an archaeologist. I actually remember this episode. He's an archaeologist <laughs> who's super into the dead remains stuff. of a hawk costume and yeah. puts it on. Yeah, this guy's. A, is that it? I made that up. No, he no he he's a, he he likes Thanagarians and then like that's why he models himself after he them. He likes Thanagarians. He's not from their fucking planet. Why are there archaeology pieces of Thanagarians on there's Earth? There's also Qatar Hole. Which is like basically the same word, where <laughs> he's actually a police officer on Thanagar. So then there is one that is actually. Yeah. He's a hawk cop. He's a hawk cop. Maybe we should just start. Can we just start reading to... comics and reviewing them? Like, I, maybe, maybe we're missing Please. out on something really important. Uh, he's I, a like, hawk you know all cop. this because this is from the Justice League we watched. I don't know what else you want from Paul Vlart Hawk Cop. Fuck me. You've seen all this, man. He's, he's, I he's, half as, he's only half as cool as Paul Blart, regular human with bird wings. <laughs> yeah, he just straps wings. Bird wings to Paul Blart. He's good He's to in, go. Now, so, so Paul Bart, Paul Blart, Hawk Cop, and guy in Hawk Face. That's what we got. Black man in Hawk Face. I. He's 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 so appropriating wait, he, their he hawk He doesn't culture. even get like imbued with any special powers. He doesn't like he even wa- on He doesn't get tomb. bit by a radioactive Thanagarian. He doesn't get bit by a person from Hawk World. Wait, this guy's just straight up like appropriating the Thanagarian He's culture. Appropriating hold on, hold culture. On, hold on. He's <laughs> finding out more information that won't illuminate any of this. So he so he is a uh Carter Hall. So uh, after touching the same dagger used to kill Kufu, Carter regains the memories of his former life. He gets bit so by he a ha- radioactive hawk. He has man. no 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 no. He has a former life. As a Thanagarian. As a Thanagarian, the- yes. Wait, that's what I was talking about. There's the reincarnation shit that happens to these guys. Yeah, and then he uses his newly re- to craft a gravity-defying belt to become Hawkman. Oh, my and, God. Uh, yeah. 
fuck Wait, reincarnating so guy, as a bug. I reincarnate as a human lower like, than that of the hawk. This man. is some and then, dude and then that so found they, out that he was like Irish it, yeah, so and starts celebrating. Was, like he doesn't. Saint they don't Day. get together. Carter Hall and Shaira don't get together. Yeah. Until like after like the three way like the How could you know she the love fuck triangle. Him? He's pretending to be from her planet. Well, he was from her planet in a past life. Yeah, I, I, that's what they all say at the bar. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey did you fall from heaven uh, when it hurt, or when, from your past life I, that you are from? Uh, <laughs> Great pickup line, Hawk guy. But anyway, so so Vixen and and John Stewart and Hawk Girl had a love triangle going on, and then Hawk Girl finds out about Carter Hall, and then they end up together, and he becomes. He Hawk took Man. a spiritual twenty three in me and decided he can start saying the Hawk N word. Yeah, well, but he's right, you know. The H word. There you go. So you know, you've seen all this. I'm done pretending. You I'm haven't. sure I saw it at one point, <laughs> but now I have to remember it. That that that's Hawk Girl. It's like one of the most like uh, like um, emotional. Do not scenes pretend in for a League. single fucking second that anyone remembers that Hawk Girl and Hawk Guy are not from the same planet. I'm talking about not that. I'm talking, but and they are technically from the same planet. No. Uh, yes, he's he, just a human. He, he's the reincarnated he human a of a Thanagarian. So, and he uh, decided he has a new people. Yeah. It's right. a bullshit. But he's right. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, but Hawkgirl has to kill Solomon Grundy. Has to? Yes. Like, in, that in sounds a sense more, that, like, more of an accomplishment to me. Well, no, like, he, he's very sad, and he just kind of wants his madness to end, and she clubs him with her magic mace. You know, the only thing can kill him. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. I'm just done. And I feel so much better now. I, I was worried that this was episode was just going to be a downer. but you know. Oh, you know what? I do remember <laughs> seeing that. I, I think I remember this exact no, scene. No, no, no. Don't like fucking this do this. Do not do this. <laughs> if we just like spend this. 20 minutes talking about a Hawkman, and then you're like, oh, yeah, hold on. Yeah, the no. scene is just coming yeah, back to me Yeah, I do remember that when, where you had to kill Solomon Grundy. Jesus Christ. Let me do it for you, Grundy. No, he just posted a meme, Ethan. Oh, yep. Let indeed. me do it for Anyway, you, all right. Grundy. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, we're going to have Watch the Ruby movie. Then we're going to take a week off, and we'll be back with the next season of Crazy Wait, we're gonna, right. we're gonna Are we going to do the whole reading my notes you gotta thing? you got to watch. Yeah, no, well, probably later. next season. Yeah, that's like uh, maybe some other time. Yeah, oh, that, will, that will happen, though. Um, so thanks for listening. We had a blast. We'll find out if Ethan Did ties we? Jay next week or if uh, Jay wins. Uh, and uh, go Hawkman. Go Hawkman. Gotta go, brother. You gotta go. Incubus!